Mike and my like it got, it got muted a little bit <laughs> no you're right well that was i tried to watch it on pluto tv because it was the first one that came up mm-hmm. and i forgot that it's like not as easy to use as like tubi sorry not sponsored but like it's just true um and pluto tv was like it just wouldn't play for a minute it was like why don't you watch the godfather 2 instead <laughs> please please don't do it it was like hey hey guess what that was there was something that felt like inherently wrong about watching the last house on the left on tubi i was like i shouldn't be able to access this so easily yeah wait that's really true it felt so weird i was like on tubi i don't i I feel like i have a lot of like faith in good intentions on this and i'm not sure if that's well founded or not well because i do i have faith in wes craven so i feel like yes that's i think I don't think the movie came from a malintentioned place, but I no, think it no. was very misguided. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a very good way of phrasing it. I agree strongly. That's it. It gives the vibe of, um, oh, from that episode of Barry where Sally gets cast in that TV show, it's like revenge wives or something about like women oh, being yeah. abused and then killing their husbands. And like it's empowering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it? And it's like, no, yeah, it's yeah. fucking not. It's like Treehouse. Y- yes uh, yes it when is they, yes, yeah it is. when they made jimmy Simpson run around in heels for feminism yes it is it's also the same as the promising young woman effect which spoiler alert for yeah. promising young woman where it's like she yeah. gets the last laugh and it's like she's dead she yeah. died yeah like that's not fun and cute and empowering she's dead it's not the sleigh you think it is i feel like yeah like it's not my place to comment on like how people make art to cope with whatever they may or may not have been through. But it just, it was like, and I think that was, I read like Wes Craven was trying to talk about like perpetuating cycles of violence. Yeah. Which like absolutely an interesting and relevant take. Could have been executed better. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, again, I mentioned Promising Young Woman earlier and like, that's a movie that a lot of survivors of sexual assault watch and like do feel empowered by. And they're like, this Mm -hmm. makes me feel better about things that have happened to me. And I'm like, that is awesome. But that's just not how that movie made me feel. Like that movie made me feel bad. Well, I remember because I think you asked me how it was and I was like, it was so good. And then you were like, I did not like it. And I was like, oh shit. But I don't think people are like wrong for for that movie making them feel good. Like that's how you feel like that. Yeah. It's just how it makes you feel. Your, yeah, it's your gut reaction. It's yeah. like, I think we both understand where the other person is coming from. With yeah, that. I'm not like, you suck because you like a movie <laughs> that yeah, I didn't exactly. like. <laughs> and like, when you talk about why you didn't like it, because I remember I was like, oh shit, yeah, totally. And in my head, yeah. when she dies, I was like, of course, because like, that's real or whatever. It, yeah, and like, it is. And like, yeah, unfortunately it is. And then like, so for something that is real and tragic to get turned into this like, gotcha moment is like, okay. Like it's only, like know. it's trying to be a good for her movie, and I'm like, she right, died. Right. No, and you're right, and that's like also it's this is not thing good with me. for her. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're right. But that's the thing with me that that's always frustrating is that like I'll have a, like a reaction to something and an opinion about something, mm-hmm. and then I, the second I hear somebody else's opinion, I'm like, oh fuck, good point. Not every right. time with every opinion. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Anytime anybody says anything, I'm like, shit, you're right. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Riley. 
And I'm Tara, and we are here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time. As determined by the Bravo TV network in the year 2004. And today, the movie with the 50th... Yeah, wait a minute. We just talked about this, and I already forgot. That's <laughs> the so exciting. 50th. Ah! Uh, the movie with the 50th scariest movie moment is The Last House on the Left, directed by Wes Craven from the year 1972. I think so, yeah. Amazing. Well, um, immediately trigger warning. Yeah. If you are unaware, um, this is a movie that deals with rape. So if you want to duck out, we're probably going to be talking about it a lot. Yeah, so feel free. it's kind of hard to avoid. Yeah, uh, but there'll be more episodes after this, and there's yeah. more that happened before this one, so feel free to listen to so something true. else. <laughs> and, like, this is so stupid, and, like, maybe cut this, but, um, like, this is another 1972 movie where people are assaulted in the woods, and, like, I don't know if that's, like, yeah, and, like, nothing or not. Similarly to Deliverance, like, I mean, I think they're very different movies in terms of quality yeah. and execution, but... Similarly to Deliverance, the scene in question was one that had been like built up so much to me that it sounds bad to say it wasn't as bad as I expected because it's still bad. It's still bad. And we're going to talk about it. Exactly. But like it was not what I had conjured up in my head was much worse than what is delivered on screen. So same. Who the fuck is the guy that's in the beginning of this movie? Oh, yeah. The guy with the dog. Yeah, who the fuck is that? I forgot about him till right this second. Because he shows up and he, like, checks Mary's <laughs> mail. Is he the he mailman? Maybe he's the mailman, but he's in a car? Yeah, with his puppy. Oh, I thought it was their dog. Oh, God. There's there's puppies. I think... There's some dog. I don't know what's going on. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't see a dog die. No, they I me- think I a Googled- dog gets killed, but we don't they see it. They mention that a dog is killed. Yeah, by, like, but Wes Craven's like, that's too far. That <laughs> I won't show. <laughs> it's like it's included to make sure you know the people you're about to encounter are so sick in the head. And they are. Basically, this older man drives up to a house and the name Mary spelled M-A-R-I, but pronounced consistently like Mary, which was so disorienting for me. Every time I saw the subtitles, my brain would say Marie. Oh, I was saying Mari. Oh. Oh, God. But her name's Mary. (laughs) Yeah. I think we both have a good point, though. (laughs) I think so. Um, Spell it right. Anyway. (laughs) but yeah like he's delivering her mail or going through her mail and it's (laughs) it's revealed that she just turned 17 so she got a lot of birthday cards and then he's like well she is the prettiest piece i ever seen (laughs) and then he never shows up again and we don't know who the fuck he is he's like the narrator it's so weird i thought he was her granddad (laughs) he's like a greek chorus i thought he was gonna be one of the killers or like then I was like, oh, wait, no, maybe her grandpa. And then he just disappeared instead of being either of those. Things. He's literally some guy to establish that Mary is popular and 17. Um, but you texted me that the opening was really good. And I agreed, but I now cannot remember it. I It's like very brief. But the opening of the movie, I think, is really like cool and interesting and artful and yeah. well done. Like there's some very tasteful nudity which feels what it was. really intentional. Yes. And I mean, 
I guess he couldn't have had the foresight to know that like this would become like a touchstone of like the rape revenge subgenre. Right. So, like he couldn't have known people would anticipate how sexually violent it was going to be. But for it to start with something, it's like a shot of Mary showering, but it's like through frosted glass. So it's just yes, like yes, yes, the yes, yes. outline of her and it's like there's steamy water happening and she's like really pretty and there's like great music playing and I was like yeah this yeah, is yeah. just nice I just no, like you're this right because it's like it's like non-sexual nudity mm-hmm. it's like a little sexualized but not in a way that feels like violent or aggressive or even super invasive like it just sort of yeah. feels like she's a young woman and then even like when she gets out of the shower you kind of see her her breast for like a minute I was like I was like I can't say boobs this is too serious right but, like, you get a glimpse, but she immediately just sort of covers them up, but, like, not in a self-conscious way. Like, it just works. Yeah. Like, she's just a lady taking a shower. Exactly. Immediately, it is so aggressively 70s. And, like, I understand this was <laughs> yeah. made in the 70s, so that's why it looks like that. But <laughs> it's just, like, so grainy. And she got this, like, long, straight brown hair. Yeah. And, like, the fucking, like, wood paneling in every room of this house. And just the grainiest, like, lowest quality film I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. Also, though, the um, the uh, the Road Leads to Nowhere song, I immediately was like, that's so fucking cool. I have no idea if they... Like, a lot of the music was composed for the movie. I don't know yeah. if this counts. Because it feels like it was featured so prominently, it couldn't have just been a song. I know. I believe the man who played Krug sang some of the songs yeah apparently david has which makes me yeah yeah he's a bad man perhaps but yes um, he seemed not nice but also it seems like most of the guys were kind of terrible so yeah it did not seem like a pleasant work environment which is unfortunate because i do like wes craven Uh, but it seemed hopefully he got better at that as his career progressed um but the song The Road Leads to Nowhere, like, that's so intelligent to me, like, mm-hmm. or not even, like, that's so smart, but just, like, I, just because there's so many ways you could read into that, which is so cool. What did I write down? Because it's, like, is Mari's life the road, like, and it gets cut short, like, it leads to nowhere, or, like, is it foreshadowing the hollowness of revenge? Like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, and not that revenge is inherently hollow. I just feel like a lot of people tend to be like, that didn't help, and it's like, yeah, maybe Probably not. not. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I wrote is, what's this tits business? Yeah, we got a lot of boob talk right up top. Because uh, mm-hmm. Marie, no, Mary, god damn it. Oh, <laughs> because Mary is getting ready to go to a concert with her friend Phyllis. Uh, she comes out in her little jeans and her little sweater. And her dad is like, I can see your nipples. Where's your bra? <laughs> and she's like, nobody wears those old things anymore. And I was like, go off, live your truth. But also, if my dad commented on my nipples, I would simply set myself on fire. Literally, what are you doing saying anything about your daughter's nipples? And she goes like, oh, dad, don't be so clinical. And I was like, I wouldn't describe that as clinical. And like, for what it's worth, I couldn't see her nipples. I couldn't until one moment. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. She's like wearing a sweater. <laughs> yeah, it's like barely, it's like see-through in the way that like, there's like a little net. So like you can be like, oh, yeah. there's skin under there. But let me tell you a secret. There is skin under most shirts. There's going to be skin there. There's probably nipples under most shirts as well. Yeah. So... Uh- He's so direct and so tactless about it. Yeah. I, that's crazy to me. That's a crazy... Th- I can't get over it. 
And speaking of direct, we like get kind of the framework of this movie laid out immediately because uh, Mary's mom is freaking out because she's seeing like what seems to be like a death metal type band. Like they slaughter chickens on stage yeah, or something called, like, like that. Yeah, they're called like blood sport or something. Yeah. Bloodlust. Bloodlust. And the mom is just like beside herself with moral panic being like, all that blood and violence. I thought you were supposed to be the love generation, which is yeah. like the point Wes Craven was trying to make it would seem was like like 70s like peace love unity all that but yeah. like everything you saw on TV was like the Vietnam War and right. like how dis- like disconnected that was or how like I don't know the word like, I'm looking for dissonant that um, would be to be like yeah, surrounded yeah. by this like generation of peace and love amidst right. a very violent deadly war which is like a great point right but that didn't do we need quite. this <laughs> Right, exactly. It's like, I love, like, what you're trying to say, and I respect that you thought this would be a good way to say it. But I hate the way you're saying it. I hate the way you've chosen to say it. And, like, the thing that was so interesting was that he was so determined from what I've seen and read, which is not a lot, but he was so determined to not glorify violence, and then everybody was like, this movie glorifies violence. And, like, that must really suck. Yeah, but maybe he should have been more careful with what he was doing. You are exactly right. Because, oh boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Mary is like very kind of chill with her parents. Like she's saying, she's like, no one's going to look at my tits. And they're like, oh, <laughs> you're swearing and like all that stuff. But also uh, importantly to, I guess, remind her of her values or something. Mary's mom gives her a peace sign necklace that she wears. Oh, yeah. This this is like not super important to the plot, but she like very clearly favors her dad in a way that felt so misogynistic towards her mom. Oh, that made me really sad. That's a good point. Like, and I mean, like it's it was just inherent in the like her dad was more chill about everything. But it's like, hey, <laughs> your yeah. mom cares about you. It's not her fault. She's like this. Unfortunately, though, Mary's mom is very classist against her friend Phyllis, who's going with her to the concert. Yeah, because the concert is in the quote-unquote bad part of town, which mm-hmm. don't know what they mean by that, other than the fact that there are fugitives on the run hiding out in an apartment, like, waiting for someone to murder. But I don't think yeah, that's literally. that part of town's fault. <laughs> You're very right. They could have done that anywhere. Um, but the concert's in a bad part of town, and Phyllis is also from that bad part of town. So that is some more panic for the mom to have. It's like somewhere in Manhattan, which made me laugh because like obviously times have changed, but Manhattan is so shishy in so many places now. I was like, (laughs) like we don't see anything to suggest that it's like a dangerous neighborhood, you know? Yeah, there's some stairs. (laughs) Yeah, that's all we see of the outside. This was edited really weirdly, this sequence also, because it's like they're talking about Phyllis and then we cut to like clips of Phyllis and uh, Mary like hanging out in the woods and like phyllis has like secret creek liquor even though she does not live here she's from manhattan maybe she lives here but she was uh, it doesn't matter but it was just funny and then all of a sudden she's at the collingwood house being like hey how are you guys and i'm like when did we get here yeah there's a lot of um like non-linear editing and storytelling going on it's a lot of like jumping around that could be on purpose. I was just like, what? Where are we? Huh? Phyllis does have a really good joke, though, because when she's at the Collingwood house, she's talking about her parents and they're like, oh, like what business? Like, what do your parents do? And she goes, oh, they're in the iron and steel business. 
And they're like, oh, that's so interesting. Iron and steel. Like normally those metals don't go together. And she's like, yeah, my mom irons and my dad steals. And I was like, that's fucking clever. Excellent. <laughs> Good joke. I liked it. Yeah, they're gallivanting around the woods, drinking their creek liquor, and they decide that they want to procure some weed before the concert. Um, and at this point, my notes just say, I'm really sad these girls are going to get raped and murdered. Like, it seems like they're yeah. having a lovely time. That's the thing. And it was like, okay, like, interesting that you're doing this on purpose, but also I just... I... <clears throat> Like, dramatic irony is cool, but I didn't like it in this case. Yeah, because it's, like, so, like, pleasantly fall vibes, and there's, like, a great soundtrack playing, and they're just having such a good day. But then, oh, my God, it became so apparent that a man wrote this movie, which, like, we could have known from 10 different conversations that have already happened. (laughs) But then they start talking about Mary's breasts filling out, and I'm like, this is not how friends talk to each other. I, I like, said the same my thing. My breasts like, have really filled out over the last year, haven't they? It's like, what are... It's literally like girls have pillow fights at sleepovers kind of yeah. energy, you know? And she's like, I feel so much more like a woman now. I was like, oh, is it all fun <laughs> like that for people? Like, It was so obnoxious. Yeah. It was like, dude, like, talk to one girl. Are you fucking kidding <laughs> it's me? so ridiculous. Like, I know it may be a little uncomfortable to be like, what was it like developing breasts? But let me tell you, as somebody who did it, I exclusively have bad memories of it, in fact. I, this is, like, such a non-important conversation, but I wrote LMAO. Mary is just like me for real. She's like, no, every member of this heavy metal band would be a very gentle lover. But her being like, none of the members of Bloodlust would be kinky at me. And I'm like, they probably would. The way that conversation felt so fake was that they were talking about the band as a unit and they didn't have, like, their favorite band member that yeah. they were talking about. I'm like, that's fake. Yeah, yeah no, Absolutely. They would have they would this have a favorite. In, yeah. This just in Wes Craven has never listened to music. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. I, I said the feeling like a woman for the first time thing is so cute and so written by a man. Yes. <laughs> horrifically like, so. It's just not it's not easy and joyful like that. It's just not. Even if like you don't have a negative experience. The care and keeping of you. Yeah, oh my god. But the beginning is like so idyllic, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. It really gave me hope. Yeah, which, like, stylistically, I get it. But also, I was just like, ugh. Yeah. Also, it was a little saccharine. Also, I thought it was interesting, though, because she even, Mary, compares, like, like sexual maturity and stuff, like, two seasons changing. Mm-hmm. And, like, th- especially the intro is, like, a lot of little nature, like, snippets. Yeah. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, there's going to be something to that. And there kind of wasn't. I think it's just, like, for the vibes. Yeah. And because, like... Uh, woods are cheap to film in (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that was another thing i read they kept getting kicked out of places for not fair oh my god you see that happening like you gotta get out of here you can't be here doing that like them in the cemetery can you imagine walking by that but they get in the car to go drive to the concert the road to nowhere song plays again because they're like listening to the radio and i was like ah and fucking phyllis is like swerving the car back and forth like to be not a good driver I was like, this is just like when I drove Riley to Chipotle for the first time. <laughs> we got back and all the food was smashed onto one side of our bowls because I'm, I was a bad driver. It was my first time on highways. I should never have put you through that. I literally, I texted my dad yesterday and I was like, can you teach me how to parallel park? I saw that. I thought that was cute. Because I think I want to get a car. And I was like, Fuck if yeah. I have a car in the city of Chicago, I need to learn how to parallel park. That's very fair. Um, but okay, so as they're driving, they're listening to the radio, 
and they're like switching channels and um, they hear that there are two people who have escaped from a prison, I guess nearby, like hooked up with like two, like there was a getaway car mm-hmm. and the, the, this is important only because it establishes the two other people in the getaway car. This is the two murderers. And then there's a woman who leapt out of the car to kill a dog that the police sent after the car. They keep multiple times they describe her as an animal-like woman. And then we see her. She's literally just like a beautiful lady. Yeah. She's just pretty. Her hair is messy and her lipstick is smeared. Like Like an animal-like woman. (laughs) It's insane. She's literally beautiful. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Like I thought there was going to be something more to that. Like I thought it was going to be like, oh, like an escaped victim or something, you know? Yeah, I was thinking like a feral child. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Nah, she's just some lady. <laughs> it's just like, what if a what if somebody who killed people and hurt people was a woman? Wouldn't that be scary? And it's like, sure. And okay. I mean, I hate like it is. It is a little like unexpected for a woman oh. to be involved in this, you know? Uh, no, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, not not that much. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's like I mean, I think get also, over like, it. <laughs> yeah, I think in the seventies we were kind of less cognizant maybe of the fact yeah. that women are capable of terrible things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is true, and they are in this movie. It's funny, too, because they have this whole, like, big, long description, like, these two men, animal-like woman, armed and dangerous, and it's, like, an abrupt cut, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's them. (laughs) There they are. I was gonna say. I kind of like that, though, because at least it wasn't, like, it was, like, as they were, like, describing um, Junior Krug. No, Krug Stilla or some shit? Weasel, Krug, Junior, Junior and and Sadie. Sadie. Um, but as they're like describing Junior, it's but it's, it's like you know it's the radio report. At least it wasn't like I don't know. I don't know why, but I was like, I I liked how they did. When people manage to do their exposition in a way that doesn't feel ridiculous, I'm always yeah. like, good job. When it's brief and entertaining. Yes, yes. Um, but then we are introduced to the first of the criminals, who is Junior, who is one of the crim- like the escaped murderer, rapist, etc., etc., etc. They have like 800 little crime titles. Hyphenates. Yeah, exactly. A multi-hyphenate of crime. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's his son, which, like, already that's fucked up. It took me a long time of movie to figure out that Krug was supposed to be Junior's dad. Is it because they look the same age, right? Like, it's precisely because of that. He doesn't look like, old enough to be his father. No, there looks like the tops 10 years between them. And cause, I mean, like, they were saying, like, son and junior but i thought that was just like a turn of phrase you know yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. oh you mean totally. that's actually your son yeah it's nuts weird <laughs> how weird having a son <laughs> i also kind of forgot that like they were going to be our characters because like mary and phyllis were going i knew they were going to be murdered soon yeah. not as soon as i thought they would be murdered yeah uh, but we'll get there and I was like, oh, I actually have to pay attention to, like, who these people are. And I have to, like, figure their shit out because they're going to be the characters. Because our main yeah. characters right now are going to die. Well, it's also really, that's right. Because it's, it's, like, that handoff of, like, not protagonist, but, like, you know. Like, the focus of the movie. Yeah, focal point, exactly. They also work really hard to establish that these are weirdos. Like, there's, yeah. like, riveting at each other. And it's like, do you get it? They're weird. Yeah, it's like oh the social deviants they do wacky stuff and it's like you know who else ribbits at each other queer people like, 
like everyone I know. Like, but yeah, we learned that like Krug killed a priest and two nuns because it's like who would kill a priest and two nuns? And my knee jerk reaction was like, well, did they deserve it? <laughs> what did they do? You know. Um, but also like we get like l- a little information on kind of everybody. Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> we get information on Krug and on Weasel and like Junior's illegitimate and like that's it. But Weasel is like a child molester, which like Scans. horrible detail to include. Like it makes sense, but it was just like because he is about to molest a child. That's fucking true, actually. Yeah, it, it's just like ugh, these are like uh, like markedly like horrible people. But I just like didn't appreciate that. Like we see them being so like quirky and wacky. Sometimes I would get like the affection I get for weirdos, and I was like, mm, I don't like that feeling. I don't appreciate that. That's what I did appreciate and was, I guess, concerned that the movie wouldn't do was that, like, it made it obvious that, like, these are the bad guys. Yes. And, like, they are doing bad things. It's not like, that's true. whoa, look how, like, cool and crazy they are. Like, they, they'll they do yeah, anything. Yeah. They don't have, they don't abide by social rules. It's like, like no. Like the Lost Boys and yeah. shit. It's like, no, they're bad people. Because, like, emphasizing, like, because, um, uh, what's her name? Sadie and Krug have a sexual relationship and there's like a line where he's like why don't you just lay back and enjoy being inferior which like feels like laying it on thick but I like kind of appreciate that because it's like obviously he's the bad guy we're not rooting for this guy because he's so clearly being an asshole it's not like they're so fun and cool no that's very true it's Um, bad people demonstrating bad behavior yes absolutely the thing with Junior I thought was interesting because they mention on the radio um, like news show that it seems like when Junior was relatively young, Krug like got him hooked on heroin as a mm. means to control him, which like does not excuse any of his actions. Um, but out of out of the three of them or the four of them, he is like a somewhat reluctant party. I don't even want to say gonna that say, necessarily. Does he do anything? Not he doesn't participate a lot in anything. He just sort of like doesn't let them go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like he's like a bystander. Well, he, I think at some point he tries to leave with Mary, but then they get caught. He does. He does. That's true. I mean, not not that I am in defense of Junior, but I think it's no, no, in- no. I think it's interesting that like they aren't all four like on the same level. Like yes. yeah, like rubbing their hands together. Let's do this. Like there's one of them who's like. No, this absolutely. is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, he's like, he's like, you're going to get someone killed, which, yeah, I think is interesting. And also, like, the idea, again, of cycles of violence, like, mm-hmm. he, like, is an abused person that is being coerced into, like, hurting people. Yeah. Or at least, like, standing by while people hurt people. And, like, it's not the same movie at all, but I was listening to a podcast about uh, Barbarian today and how, like, the woman the mother who is like the villain of that movie like she is a really sympathetic character yeah like she is a she is a victim like she yeah is like she acts as the villain because she's like who kills people but like she's not the bad guy of the movie like she right her father her the serial killer that she lived with is like the bad guy i'll probably cut that out because i feel like barbarian's still kind of new oh yeah spoilery but like it's complicated. And yeah, I think and like, I think Barbarian has far more nuance and complication than yes. The Last House on the Left does. Yes, it does. But it's just something I was thinking about today. No, that's like, I like I feel like I don't want to be like, oh, I sound like I'm defending Junior. But also, like, I mean, he's a child. Yeah. 
maybe i don't know how old he's supposed to be but like that was a place where i thought like new it was interesting to introduce nuance and like relevant to introduce nuance it was more than i expected also yeah but yeah but i don't know i just like they like we would see them like goofing around and then it would swiftly devolve into like weird psychosexual misogynistic bullshit but like every time they would goof around and be silly i would be like i don't want to be seeing this this movie in general will wildly pivot between tones yeah in ways that often feel very inappropriate yeah because directly after this i have written that ice cream interlude i don't even know what the fuck i was talking about it's literally there's like a two second shot of them getting ice cream and having fun yeah 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 oh the girls go and they're like we can't decide what flavor to have and i'm like why is this here so we cut to nighttime now. It's, I guess the concert is approaching. They're like, oh, we got to get this weed we're looking for. And so Phyllis is like, look for someone who looks like they will have drugs. <laughs> and they're walking around. And who do they see but Junior standing out on his porch? And they're like, that guy, <laughs> go yeah. ask him. Well, it's also weird because they're like, you got any grass? And he's like, no, leave me alone. And then they start to walk away and he's like, oh, shit, I am supposed to procure victims. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't have weed, but I have cocaine. Follow me. Cocaine nipple. Cocaine nipple. Um, I don't mean, I feel like I, I, I hate like being flippant at any point because just like constantly in this movie, something horrific is happening. But also yeah. like, what else are we supposed to fucking do? We're providing levity. It's so silly. This movie's so ridiculous. Yeah. This movie is like, honestly, barely a movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's very impressionistic in a way that does not feel productive or yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like, there's not a plot. Because, like, the way I was expecting this movie to go would be, like, meet the characters. They get raped and murdered. Parents find out. Parents kill the rapists. But, like, it takes them so long to get murdered. And, like, that sounds like a terrible thing to say. But, like, you want it to no. happen sooner. You want it to be over with. Yeah, you don't want to be suffering. Like you don't, you don't want them to be suffering. It takes like, way too fucking long. It's like I, you know, it's like you'd rather watch someone die than watch someone be tortured. And because like we know, because like on the poster right, exactly. is like this girl got murdered. So <laughs> we're just waiting, and it's more than half the movie before they get murdered. It's awful. So the girls follow Junior inside and it's like, oh God, it feels so awful because they get into the apartment and it's like a little like awkward at first. Like, oh, hi everybody. And they get inside and like in- introduce them to everybody. He like swings the door shut and locks it and he goes, gotcha. And it feels so awful. And like you see Phyllis will have moments like these a lot where like she's like, oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. And like, like that's the moment I mean? where you're like, oops like yeah this is this is it like mary often seems like she's kind of like shocked and horrified and scared and surprised which are all very valid reactions um but i just thought it was a very like i thought it was a very smart acting choice on phyllis phyllis's actor's part uh, to like the defeatedness of it like it Mm -hmm. just felt very much like and like i thank fucking god i've never been in a situation like this but just like when you realize you fucked up yeah even though it's not her fault right but it's like oh this is what's happening now like very hard to watch but like well acted like these are good actors i don't know if they're all good people but yeah but then tragically we cut back to mary's house and her parents Ugh. like decorating for her birthday it sucks so bad oh it feels so bad it made me really sad yeah, and, like, again, like, it's, like, I see the point, but also, like, it's, like, how many times are we going to do this of, like, cutting between, like... It's a lot. 
something like nice and normal and being like this isn't gonna last like this isn't happening right like i'm like i i know we sure do know but it was at this point i was like i thought i mean i've already mentioned like i have problems with like rape revenge in the sense of like if we violently murder these people like that will make us feel better about this rape that happened like i think that's inherently flawed logic however i was like thinking it would be kind of cool and interesting and different to see these parents kick ass yeah i feel like you don't see that very like an older couple like viciously murdering people i'm like that'll be kind of fun i don't know That's what's so lit about the movie Nobody. Because, like, I mean, he's, like, you know, very in oh, good shape yeah. and everything. But um, I need to see that. It's so Is fun. I watched Odenkirk it with my mom. One? Bob Odenkirk. Yes, thank you. I always, I, I see his little face and my brain goes, Saul Goodman. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> You're right. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and um, the Brian Cranston money laundering movie. That's Breaking so fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking right. <laughs> Oh, Jerry and Marge go large. I watched it with oh! my mom. It's so lovely. It's so fun that. to like watch two older people like do crime and stuff. That's it's like, really oh crime. my God, what's the fucking Russell Crowe movie? Unhinged. Oh, yeah. That movie is so fucking fun. Oh, that's when he kills someone unhinged. for cutting him off in traffic, right? Yes. <laughs> Insane. They lock the girls in back at the murder torture apartment and Krug throws Junior like a, like a, like a little baggie of heroin. Mm. and at which point i remembered that plot point i was like i'm sad okay i'm sad like it's just like you don't want him to be doing it because he's evil but like watching him do it because he is battling addiction is really hard yeah like not that that excuses his actions but like also just as someone who has known addicts like that's really fucked up and sad that that's happening it is sad i made it 15 minutes into this movie before i turned it off the first time that's fair (laughs) it's a very short movie but I had to watch it in several parts. Yeah. It's like 80 minutes long. It took me two days to watch. Yeah, it's awful. It's it's just it's a lot to sit through. This is also when they start mooing at the girls, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Which just added, like, it, I mean, this was already a bad, icky situation. But it added another layer to the ick that I didn't yeah. like. Yeah, no. It, well, because, like, it's not just, like desire to murder and harm it's like they humiliate them too and it's gonna get so much worse later it's gonna get so much worse oh it's like kind of the equivalent to like squeal like a pig from deliverance it's like no literally we're gonna do something so horrific to you we're also gonna embarrass you first yeah and like the idea of like if you don't like humiliate yourself and like do things that like are weird and uncomfortable and like don't make sense in this very scary situation we're gonna fucking hurt you like it's yeah scary um, this is a weird time to notice that they had matching shirts, but this is when I noticed oh. that they had the same shirt in different colors. And I was like, that's really cute. That's cute. But yeah, basically they're afraid and like starting to kind of like ask to be let go and like saying, we're not yeah. going to say anything. We're not going to do anything. And then Krug is like, oh, like we just want company. And then there's like a hard cut back to the parents. It's so much fucking intercutting. And this one is like the parents making a birthday cake. Yeah. And it's like the cutest, sweetest cake with like homemade frosting on the mom's like, oh, I should have just gotten one at the store. Like those look better. And the dad's like, no, it's perfect. And I was just like distraught. Yeah, it's horrible. It's so cute. Also, someone's hair is in the gate. (laughs) Yeah. At one point during the movie, like a hair floats across the screen. Did you have that? Yep. That's so goddamn funny. I guess it was then, but I remember it happening today. So. 
It happens more probably than happens. Once. Yeah, it happens a couple times. Oh, it was at this point that I realized I probably shouldn't have been watching this right before I went to bed, so I turned it off and did something else for an hour. Fair. It's it's also like they like cut to the cake thing and then they cut back to more scary menacing things happen and like the cutaways start to feel like a parody. Yeah. Like it's just weird and like dissonant and I get that that was probably the point but it just stops being effective because they do it so much. Right. It just gets frustrating. It's like let's yeah, finish one just... scene and then move on to the next. Literally, please. Um, but also after they get done doing some birthday thing. The dad is like, now come on to the living room. Like, I want to attack you. And I was like, uh, like, again, like taking something that in context is like harmless and like silly. And like, if it made her uncomfortable, that's a thing they can discuss. But like in the context of the movie, it's like, cool. I please don't do that. Like, because like there is something interesting to be said about like juxtaposing consensual intimacy with yeah assault in another scene but like that's just like all this movie does is like look at something nice happening and then something bad happening and, me, and like, yeah. we get it we get it it's we like get what it. are you saying yeah <laughs> like good things and bad things aren't the same and it's like yes. yeah you got a point there buddy um because while the parents are having their love scene there's back of the murder torture apartment phyllis is unbuttoning her top and they knock her to the ground and we watch like mary watch what i assume to be off-screen assault happening yeah yeah which like i mean not to like be like good for this movie which like i didn't expect it to be off-screen no i yeah i mean like that's a choice that seems like the more logical and like respectful thing but like again i'm impressed that they made it as far back as 72 right you know it's well, the same thing with deliverance like acknowledging that a man was raped is like something that is obviously the baseline of decency but here and like i'm not saying that if you don't cut away from a rape scene in a movie you're inherently indecent um, right it's a lot more nuanced than that but like given that this was not like first of all this was like the not the last time this was gonna happen i appreciated that they cut away and also because i read that originally Wes Craven's intention for this movie was it to be like pornography like yeah see actual I was gonna say sex but it's not to see like actual assault happening on screen yeah and like he but then like changed his mind to make it a movie or like a narrative film instead yeah it's interesting too because I kind of hadn't thought about this in a long time or maybe ever not to but like in Pearl I don't know if this is too like I feel like Pearl's not in theaters anymore Mm -hmm. um I know I that was I like I had to go because I was gonna miss it otherwise I loved Pearl me too but that's like the way she goes to the movie house and the projectionist is like check out this shit I was like me as hell (laughs) yeah no and that's the thing like I think there's something to be said for just like showing sex on film in a way that is not exploitative and like I was like oh shit that's yeah yeah I didn't mean that for that to sound like I don't think porn has value because I think no 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 pornographic film does have a lot of value and like can be beautiful and artistic and like has a place in cinema no but i agree i don't like think his intention was to like make something yeah bad. <laughs> no i agree but that's what, what i thought was so interesting it was like what he wants to say with this seems very antithetical to being like we're gonna shoot like a pseudo and or real assault like yeah like i just i just want to know what he thought he was doing do you know I what know. i mean yeah and like again um, it, he was perhaps like in his edgelord phase you know yeah it's like really what it seems to boil down to no, and I mean, like, you know, like, especially, like, in, like, film had been around for, like, 70 years, 
maybe like i mean yeah more than 70 but you know what i mean like things were very experimental and like i just like was sort of like oh yeah like filming sex like obviously was still at that time porn but just like was not common in the way it is now like i feel like it exists in its own category and it's like well no it's still like i don't know and i think and not to speak for everyone but as like a student of film like yeah i think a lot of us have the impulse to be like what's like the craziest most like groundbreaking taboo thing i could possibly get away with yes Mm -hmm. and like hopefully most of us grow out of that because that is uninteresting yeah but it's like in trying in like in wanting to make something different or a statement, especially in a world where it feels like a lot of stuff has been done. It's like, what can you do to break the mold in a way that's not harmful? Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. Perhaps most times. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like, you know, when you see something and you're like, I never would have fucking thought of that. That's amazing. It's my favorite. That's I always every time I see a movie, I want to see like if I see a scene I've never seen before, like when I left men, that's like a movie I did not love, but I was like, that's something I have never seen before. And that's cool. And I love when that happens. Didn't love that movie. No, (laughs) but it was something I have never seen before and never would have thought of. Exactly. Exactly. Oh Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) We both read our notes at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Just Um, the collective. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be annoying and insert like an indignant queer anger thing Do real it. quick before we get to the silliest thing that's ever happened. But Sadie like is coded in this like horrible, awful way that I really hate. I mean, like, because out of everyone, she is overtly like in some way, like I don't like love the implicate like I hate okay. Like Sadie is seems pretty queer. Well, I don't even want to say that. Just the way that, like, Sadie engages sexually with women. But just, like, I hate the, like, psycho-deviant bisexual thing. I honestly... And maybe this was just, like, me protecting myself. But I didn't even read her as queer. Like, as, like, actually queer. Like, I just read that as, like, that's just, like, shit they're saying. You know? That's very... Well, that's... I. Which, not to invalidate her. If, like, she is actually queer. That's not what I mean to do. Nothing she's engaging and doing is actually queer. It's just right. assault. Do you know what I mean? I, so I just it's like, what's like something yeah. edgy we could say is like, if you yeah. liked girls, I'm like, I don't think she does. <laughs> the otherness of them made mm-hmm. me empathize with them, which I hated. But I guess well, I that's like, anyway. that's, that's all of horror. Like the monsters are those right. who are othered. And that's right. why like horror is so inherently queer and it's like so... Uh, like people yeah. who have been like outcasts or have ever like felt any type of way about how they inherently are are like so drawn right. to horror and like you see yourself in the monsters a lot yeah and like that doesn't then, mean like, they're doing good things or are even right. good people a little bit but it's like it's something that draws you to them yeah and that's i guess it was frustrating to watch like a bunch of rapists just like be like outcast from society because it was like oh that feels like me but not anything that they do yeah um okay so we get a helpful title card that informs us it is early the next morning um at this point i'm really sad that they missed their concert they were really excited about that yeah and it's like that fucking thing of like this like made me cry about deliverance and not to keep i'm not just comparing the two movies because they both contain rape but it, this made me really upset with Deliverance where like these guys were just trying to have a fun weekend. Like they had oh, a lovely yeah. plan and like these girls were just really excited about their concert yeah. and it got so fucking ruined. And that's no, so sad. And it's so scary. Like the idea of like, like, 
like my mom and I were talking um about like you know like me being out at night and like you know she always wants like friends to escort me like directly home Mm -hmm. and stuff and like I get that um like I understand my mom not wanting me to travel alone at night as a young woman but also it's like we were talking about that today and I was like yeah but women get killed in broad daylight like people get murdered for no reason all the time you know what I mean it's like that scary thing but yeah so like you're we're like up against this very sad upsetting thing which is that these two women have just been like held captive and like and yeah I've neglected to mention they're like bound and gagged and being stuffed in the trunk of their car no no but that's like what's ridiculous because it's like the Benny Hill theme music is playing in the background yeah like what are you doing yeah like fucking yakety sax like goofy music so weird it's like almost like circusy music yeah it's wild and infuriatingly as they're stuffing them into the trunk sadie is like careful you could hurt them and i'm like i'm tired yeah like what the fuck dude and we see that Mary's parents have taken note that she didn't come home from the concert. They like call the concert venue and like they talk yeah. themselves down from it. Basically it's like, Oh, she's just like being a kid. Like, and the concert ended at like one in the morning and it's still early morning. They're like, she probably just like slept over at Phyllis's like, she'll be here soon. They talk themselves yeah. out of it, but we're like, she is in the fucking trunk of a car right now. Oh God. And we get all these nature shots again. Idyllic, um, beautiful, lovely. But I'm like, I know these woods. Right. I know what happens in these woods. Right. And like in, in the beginning of the movie, you're kind of like, oh, nature, pretty. And now it's like, oh, nature, where the bad thing's about to happen. Because like, then like we're seeing shots of the river and then like the cuts are coming quicker and the river's like rushing more rapidly and yeah, the music's yeah. picking up and it's like, oh, shit, here we go. Which was, yeah, I, you're thought, so right. I thought that was good. I want to like really shout out when there are things that I like in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's real. Because like, sometimes the tactics are really effective. It's just that the tactics get used over and over and over again. Yeah. To the point where it starts to cheapen them. Um, and then we are presented with an original song. Oh my God. This, I was so horrified by this. You're right. It's, I wish maybe I can get away with like including a clip of it because I don't know how else to describe it. It's like a jaunty tune introducing the rapists and murderers like by name and like saying little facts about them. Yeah. It's like, that's how it goes. Weasel and something and yeah, it's fucking nuts. It was so crazy. Yeah. It's like weasel and junior and Sadie and Krug. It's fucking horrible. It's horrible. Like, very, I guess, very effective in that way. It made me yeah. feel really bad. Yeah. This is, I I feel like I make this comparison a lot, but I was, like, in the theater with my dad for Ex Machina, and, like, when that one thing happens that seems kind of really out of place but is incredibly effective, I remember my jaw was on the fucking floor. My dad was giggling because he's chill, I guess, and I was, like, j- down to my bones terrified. Yeah. Because it was like, at first I was like, this is weirdly jolly music happening. This feels a little inappropriate. And then I picked up on what the lyrics were. And I was like, oh my God, it's like a theme song for them. It's insane. And like, I thought at first, like they were singing it in the car and like the audio quality was just like too good to make sense. And then it was like, (laughs) no, this is non-diegetic sound. I was so shocked. Uh, But they're just like driving around, having a grand old time. 
and they're talking about like what do you think the sex crime of the century is like insinuating they're like trying to find a way to top it or something it's just it's fucking horrific oh it doesn't feel good but their fucking car breaks down Mm, like along the way yep and they're like they're they're like they're getting out and like checking under the hood and they open the trunk and like phyllis kind of tries to i think she bites krug yeah like there's like a very kind of short-lived attempt to escape and then mary looks over am i right about this yeah and then mary looks over and like sees her fucking parents mailbox that's horrific I wanted to fucking rip all my hair out. It's that thing of like, like she's right there. And we know her parents are inside with the cops. The cops are at her parents' house eating her birthday cake. Oh my God. Oh, she's just being a kid. She'll be back soon. And I'm like, oh my God. Like she is right there. She's like right outside. It's, it's, it's when Drew Barrymore can't scream. Literally my notes say like Drew and scream. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Like you're right fucking there and you don't know it yeah fucking <gasps> horrific. it's awful um one thing i really do appreciate about this movie sorry but is the way that the cops are just bumbling fucking idiots it feels very realistic they're just like eating her it cake does. and being like don't worry about it literally oh uh, they're like it gets so absurd the though it, they take it so far with these fucking cops yeah. i was like why are they even still characters in this movie no it's so dumb it's the dumbest thing they don't world. do shit which again feels realistic yeah they do have a really funny and that, like, that's that's very true to life with like disappearances and stuff and like yeah. i understand that like if any time you didn't know where someone was you rang the alarm bells like that wouldn't be good because mm-hmm. sometimes people are just like not w- near their phone and stuff but sometimes they're tied up in a trunk about to be murdered exactly it's awful Ugh. um and this this happens this moment happens a little later but it doesn't matter when it happens because it's completely irrelevant but i have to mention the cops are like in the office and uh, something like difficult or sad or stressful happens and one of the cops goes hot damn i wish i was something else sometimes and his fucking little deputy goes you mean like a duck or something? And I was like, that's the best line in any movie. That's so funny. Hot damn, I wish I was something else. Oh, yeah, you mean like a duck? I was like, exactly. And furthermore, you could be. You don't have to be a cop. Yeah, quit your job. Fuck you. Is this when it happens? I didn't. I think I didn't write it down because I was too upset. When when the thing happens? Yeah. No, it's way later. It's this way is, later. This is the first time I thought we were beginning the yeah. scene in question because he like takes the girls into the woods and I was like, okay, here we go. But there are so many fucking times. It's like, okay, this is going to be when it starts yeah. and it doesn't. And it's just like the worst kind of anticipation. It's fucking horrible. So while our crew is in the woods, we see the police drive by their car broken down oh, on the God, side of the road. Right. And like they take note of it. They're like, oh, that car's broken down. Should we do something? And they literally say, we have more important things to do, like finding Mary Collingwood. And I'm like, for the love of God, this girl is potentially missing. And there's a vehicle pulled over on the side of the road outside of her house what are we doing yeah back in the woods they have phyllis and mary captive and they're basically saying if phyllis doesn't do what we tell her to do we're gonna cut mary so it's like if you don't do what we say we're gonna hurt your friend about it and what they want so scary sorry just like 
the best way to threaten someone i feel like yeah that sounds horrible but like like inflicting the consequences on someone else is so fucked up and scary and what they tell phyllis they want her to do is to piss her pants yeah that's and that is just so uh, and like that is the point that it is awful i know that that is the point but like oh it's what we were talking about earlier like to add humiliation on top of what's Mm -hmm. already going on is so Mm -hmm. awful yeah um and she does pee in her pants but like they cut mary anyway and then like tell phyllis to take her pants off so it's just like i was gonna say damned if you do damned if you don't but that's not really apt to what's going on well i mean like no matter what she does they're gonna keep hurting her and humiliating her. yeah kind of right it's just awful they make them undress and then they like make them kiss each other Oh, and God, is just, this when that happens? Yeah, it's just this whole... It, I mean, obviously, it's an awful thing. I don't need to keep saying how awful it is. But it's just it just keeps getting worse. And it's no. just so fucking sad because, like... I don't know. And, like, Phyllis is, like, trying to talk to Marie. And she, Marie. Phyllis is just trying to talk to Mary. And she's like, it's just you and me. Like, nobody else is here. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. Like, let's just do it. And they'll let us go. We know they're not going to let them go. Yeah. No, that's honestly, I wasn't sure if this was going to be the one or not, just because like it's less graphic. But for me, it was almost more upsetting just because it was mm-hmm. like, I, I just like Mary's like, sob. It's awful. It's just awful. Yeah. But we cut away from that. And I think like back to the cops being fucking stupid. They're like playing checkers. And, and when we cut back, Phyllis sort of like leans over to whisper to Mary. And she's like, I am going to run. When they chase me, you leave and go get help. Um, and she like, Krug goes off to get something. Oh, he's just to cut up firewood, which is clearly not oh, what he's going to do with whatever he's looking for, which is so fucking scary and jarring. Um, I was thinking like the plan was to burn them. Oh shit! I thought he that's was where just my brain went. Up. Yeah. Um, but either way, like just so fucking scary to hear that out loud. Basically, Phyllis is able to convince Weasel to let her put her clothes back on for a little while. Is it? It's Weasel, isn't it? Or maybe it's Junior. I think so. I think it's Weasel. He's Which like, I odd. don't give a fuck what you do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's like, yeah, whatever. Very true. And as they sort of like step away to let her do that, she runs off. Which like that's also such a heartbreaking thing of like, like I don't know because like the thing of like she's leaving mary but she's doing it so mary can escape and then she's putting herself like in danger as bait it just it just made me fucking sad it's also like and i don't fault her for this because i wouldn't think of a better plan no it's like there's so many more of them than there are of you of course they're gonna split up but also the way it's yeah right like obviously they're not gonna all go after her yeah yeah like of course they leave somebody behind but i don't know what fucking else you can do you know no exactly it's like it's a smart plan yeah in theory but the thing that's so frustrating about it is that they chase her for like that like a thousand years like it's it seems like she should have really gotten away so many times and like eventually krug catches her like we know these girls don't make it out of the movie alive but it was so frustrating to watch her get away from them like all the time like several times only to get like thwarted after like we'd just been watching it go on for so long you know it's just so unnecessarily drawn out in a way that suggests that there wasn't much idea for this movie beyond like torturing raping and murdering girls you're dead on there so i'm like what are we doing here yeah and like you can make people confront violence without showing violence 
And like, you don't have to not show it, but like, I'm going to say this a hundred times this episode, but I cannot recommend enough the movie Revenge because I just think, and that's a very violent and bloody, aggressive movie that like shows that's like perhaps almost an exploitation film. Like it shows like the horrors, but like it is just, it's done so well. It's someone who did it right. Right. And I think it's an amazing example of a rape revenge movie that isn't harmful. Well, and I shouldn't say that because someone could watch that movie and it could really upset them and that's totally valid. But right. for me personally, that's a movie that doesn't make me feel disgusting when I watch it. Yeah. No, that's very fair. Um, I talk or I talk about this a lot. I probably do, but I think a lot about like when you film something, like you are inherently reifying it a little little bit no matter mm-hmm. how much you're trying to subvert it just because you are re not to be like you are re-presenting it, but like you know, yeah. Um, but like depiction does not equal endorsement. We know that exactly, exactly. Um, but like depiction in and of itself can be a problem. Yeah, and like not always. In fact, like maybe not even often, but just specifically with assault, sometimes it's like, why is this here? Yes, yes. And that feels yes. very true for this as well. Because like this movie, it seems like the point was to like film an assault. Yeah, yeah. No, and everything suggests as such right and it's like it was done with good intention but like this is what happened yeah and it's like we didn't need it yeah like this was a what purpose up. does it serve yeah the chase scene just goes on for such a long time and it sucks and i hate it so phyllis is getting chased and mary is stuck behind with junior and her strategy is to like appeal to him she's like i want to be your friend she's like pivoting in all kinds of directions like i want to be your friend i can get you a fix like let's go off together she gives him her peace sign necklace as like a token of like see we're friends you can trust me let's go let's get out of here well also because she's like junior is that your real name and he's like kind of not answering and it's like the thing this is so fucking stupid but it made me think of star wars where he's like i'm not calling you fn to whatever the fuck like i'm gonna call you something else i'm gonna give you a name she's like i'm gonna call you willow and it's like so 70s and sweet. And like, I feel like you kind of see it working on him because someone is like seeing him as something that could be good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, he's being treated like a human for the first time yeah. in this movie. And like, it's fucking so sad. Yeah, she's faking it. But also yeah. you and your family are trying to murder her. <laughs> right. That's the thing. It's like the objectively most moral thing to do would have been A, to stop it, to like mm-hmm. never procure the girls you know then b to like not let it go further see whatever like he has all these opportunities to do the right thing and he doesn't take them Mm -hmm. and like that's not good you know but also like he is this completely broken like person and that's really sad and the fact does remain he does not physically take any action against the girls he doesn't do anything i mean i shouldn't he doesn't not do anything right he's like complicit by participating right but like he is the one who is like hesitant he's the one who like tries to help mary get away at this point yeah he like does not cause physical harm to them directly yeah and at some point i don't know if it's right now but he's like yelling he's like you're gonna kill somebody yeah which is like kind of obviously the point right you know but like he can't stomach it it's like he's very interesting he's the most interesting thing about this movie he is he's like because he feels like a real person in the way that he is like complex and has multiple things going on at once as all people do exactly that doesn't mean he's a good person he just feels like a real person right exactly and like there is room to feel sympathy for him 
yeah even that's as every, he is that's, complicit in something horrible that's yeah. all fucking movies like all villains have something about them that is yeah. like human and compelling and interesting otherwise they would be boring characters no exactly but yeah it's sad to see like that working on him a little bit and like mm-hmm. obviously we want it to work right we want her to get out of here and yes. like we want him to get off heroin um um but yeah it just uh, you know they run off and i don't even know where they like they all reconvene in like a graveyard when just catches phyllis and as this is going on very quickly we see the police officers playing checkers and then they get a phone call that the fugitive's car has been identified oh god they recognize it as the car they drove by like a fucking hour ago Mm -hmm. and they're like oh we should probably do something about that Here's here's a little secret. They don't do fucking anything about it. They're such losers. Yeah, like God. So the way this one goes, I could not have imagined in a bazillion no. years. <laughs> I'm laying down now. Look, yeah, you're I'm gonna right. do the rest you're of the right movie too. without looking at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> or you? I'm just laying. Nothing else fully Horizontal. That's it. Movie's over. Yeah. I, like I can sum up the rest of what happens in like four points. <laughs> Literally. This it's podcast like, could have been under a minute. We could have rapid fire gone through this movie. Yeah. Like, it's like they assault and kill Phyllis. The cops meet a black woman who has a lot of chickens in her car. They kill Mary. Then the parents kill them. And like, that's it. Okay. I wish so much more of the movie was the parents like setting traps and trying to kill these guys. Cause that was yes. interesting. Yeah. That was the movie. That was the movie. Why did we waste an hour on like rape and murder? I couldn't fucking tell you. I'm screaming. I'm so sorry. No, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I just got very tired all of a sudden. You I've know? had half a beer and I'm belligerently drunk. <laughs> I was trying to remember like exactly the thing that made me feel so tired. Oh, I've been so tired by my own admission since, like, take it easy, you're going to hurt them. When, like, Phyllis is like, don't hurt the murder victims. I was like, why? <laughs> why are we here in this movie? When Sadie okay. is. Sadie, yes. I confuse their names all the fucking time. Yeah, me too. Why. Like, just very 70s names. Okay. Um, So Krug, like, God, it sucks so bad because Phyllis is, like, she's like run into a graveyard and like as is going on for the entire chase scene at any given moment weasel and sadie are like a suspicious distance behind her like they never gain on her it's so goddamn weird we spent so Um, much time running through the woods it's like it has to be like 20 minutes it's so much time of like i'm I'm gonna call you willow and like fucking yeah like i there's another scene that could have easily had the fucking Benny Hill Weasel and Sadie and Krug. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that song. It's kind of a bop. It kind of is. I was really mad about it's that. It's regrettably really catchy. <laughs> it's really fun to listen to um, if you don't know what it's singing about. Yeah. And even when you do, it's like at least in the midst of all this bullshit, there's a bouncy dun, dun, song. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So it's okay. Phyllis is like in this graveyard cemetery like, whatever that's directly on a main road like we see cars zooming yes. by that's the thing that's so fucking killer like she is right yeah. there she is so close to like she like getting to someone and you see her experience relief for a second uh krug's arm like flies out to stop her that that oh, got me i got was so startled it's fucking awful it's and, like so i knew scary i knew it would be a jump startling. scare because i'm like i know they're gonna catch her because i know yeah. what happens in this movie yeah 
but it's like such a loud music sting and him yeah. with like his fucking machete it seems like yeah he has a machete no you're right i couldn't remember if it was just a knife and like my brain filled it no. in as a machete but i think it's a full-on machete it's a full like like gross gross it's gonna get gross soon guys uh brace yourselves yeah and again i feel like we always do this like specifically with sexual assault scenes i don't think we'll get like into the nitty-gritty of what happens there's no need to but we will tell you when it happens so krug weasel and sadie surround phyllis and weasel like stabs her like in the very lower back which i don't know why that i don't have to specify but it just like squicked me out so much i don't know why because that just feels very debilitating yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, every time you see someone get stabbed in the back in, like, a movie or whatever, it's, like, in the shoulders and stuff. But mm-hmm. it was, like, oh, God. Like, I don't know. It's, like, down where her guts are, you know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of her guts, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, this was, I gasped. I, 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 it's I went, bad. I, I went, oh, and covered my mouth. Like, I was, I, I don't usually, like, out loud react like that. It's bloody. It's visceral. Yeah, they, Whoa. they, like, Sorry, I, I was just thinking about it. No, you're very right. I thought I was going to be sick. It's I like really didn't understand what I was looking at almost. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. processed it and it scared me. And then I was like, that didn't just happen. Because you're like, oh, that's a lot of goop. And then you can very clearly see what's going on. It's Whoa. fucking insane. They're just, they're like, they're carving her up. It's really yeah. graphic. They like bring her further into the woods away from the road. Um, and... I think like Weasel stabs her again and then Sadie starts to stab her like several times. Yeah. And like it's that animal like thing, you know, right. like, like it's very uncontrolled. Her. Yeah. Um, and she like pull like I don't I don't I fucking don't want to yeah. say it out loud. Intestines in the hands. Intestines in the hands. She pulls an intestine out of her. Like <laughs> I, that was a really deep cut reference, but there was an episode of Grey's Anatomy that there was like oh a commercial for that was so iconic to me. And it was Sandra Oh, like helping a man out of a car and yelling intestines in the hand, intestines in the hand. Cause his intestines were in her in hand. hand. Oh, in her hand. Oh yep. God. That was a, a inappropriate time for a joke, no. but I had to make some levity for myself no and you were right i was thinking of in um annihilation when they cut inside the guy and his oh, intestines yes. are all dancing around intestines and oscar isaac is like check that shit out isn't that cool <laughs> uh so that's what happens yeah to phyllis i feel so defeated by this yeah we cut to the cops and they're driving oh my there. god dude and the fucking cop car runs out of gas they're so useless like you couldn't have taken a gassed up car. I, it's, They're so useless. Like we don't need I, this like bumbling comedic relief. It just feels nasty. Yeah. It's just like, I don't want to watch all the ways they could have maybe been okay. You yeah, know, it's like, I'm not having fun. Yeah. No. Can Especially because the, it's uh, so directly intercut with yes! the scene. Yeah. It's fucking right. insane. I hate it. So Marie and no, oh my God, <laughs> Mary. It's just a stupid fucking way to spell I'm that going name, crazy. Mary. Okay. 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 God, that feels good. I'm itching my eye. Sorry. <laughs> Mary and Junior are trying to run off together, They're like getting close to approaching the road, but they get cut off by the rest of the crew and Krug, I believe, or weasel it doesn't matter one of the men like displays phyllis's severed arm to mary as like a look what we did oh 
Oh, and then they tackle her to the ground, and then Krug starts carving his name into her yeah. chest. Yeah. And, like, we have now arrived at the scene that we have been insinuating towards since we started the podcast. It is a rape scene. Uh, it's shot in close-up. It's very quiet. There's no score. There's not a lot of sound. Um, and th- and that's and that's what happens. Yeah. It's pretty... I mean... Like I said earlier, it wasn't as graphic as I was expecting. Yeah. But it's still, it's pretty graphic. Yeah. Like what you do see is pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And I'm not laughing because it's funny. No, it's, yeah. Um, but that, that happens. Um, I don't even, I don't even want to go into like the nitty gritty of like how she reacts after. Yeah. But there's an interesting Shakespeare parallel, so I can't shut up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but like she eventually like gets up and like starts to pray, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, and then she immediately turns and like walks into the lake nearby. Um, which I was like, Oh, like Ophelia. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, that one really famous Ophelia painting. Um, which like, I like not a, not a very like interesting or necessary parallel for any reason, but just like this woman who has been like abused and like, is just like no longer okay because of it. I don't know. And it was also interesting to me. I don't quite know what to make of it, but it was interesting that the killers just like let her walk away and they just kind of like slowly follow her. Like, yeah, I mean, I odd. suppose they know she's not getting away from them and like, yeah, whatever. But like, they seem kind of bummed out. Which is interesting. Like, they're very melancholy, like, watching her in the lake. And I'm like, I don't know if it's signaling that they feel remorse, which I doubt. Like, I feel like the intent was to get across that they, like, realized what they did or something. Oh, that was bad, actually. Sorry. It's it's not all fun and games now that you. We didn't think you'd be sad about it. (laughs) I don't know. No, it's weird. It's a weird choice. There's, like, lots of close ups of their, like, bloody hands. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And then ultimately Krug shoots and kills her Mm -hmm. and that's that. And there is only half an hour left of the movie. And that's what like pissed me off. No. Yeah. It's like we had to sit through like 40 an hour, like an hour of that basically like 45 minutes. Cause like that bullshit rape revenge movies are typically about the revenge. Like that is the plot of the movie, but this yep. it's all just like shoehorned in at the end. Cause there's no time. Cause we spent the whole movie watching these girls be tormented. It's really awful. It really is. Also, there's a card in the beginning that says based on true events. Is that true? I don't think so. I do not I think, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's not an outrageously unbelievable event that two girls went to a concert and got raped and murdered. So like, I suppose it is based on true events in that sense. But like my first note is literally don't lie. No. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like an inappropriate thing to say when it's not true anyway, but like, especially with the, cause like, yeah, it it is. But I I don't think there's a specific event they're referencing, you know? Right. Which is what that kind of title Uh, card leads you to believe. The more I'm talking about this movie, the more I'm mad. I was like kind yeah, of okay same. about it after watching it. I was like, well, no. that was a movie. But now I'm like, fuck this. No, I'm very much on that same page. I hated like, it. Actually, wait a minute. Fuck that, that I had to sit through that. Because like I watched it broken up and I was like pausing it a lot to like be on my phone and like FaceTime yeah. my friends. But God, I don't know. I think like watching it broken up made it like 
segmented in my brain but like talking about it all at once I'm like that shit sucked yeah and also like the idea of like you watch it and then you're like oh that didn't make me feel as fucking horrible as I thought it would so it's like you come out like right at like it's like you net some like sanity you know it's like I thought this was gonna make me want to die like 3,000 this many and it only made me want to die 2,000 this many yep I don't know why I said it all like that Oh my god. So like this fucking happens. They kill Mary. Well, Krug specifically kills Mary. And then we're back on the road with the cops, right? Um Yes. <laughs> this is we got circus music for the bumbling cops trying to get a ride because their cop car ran out of gas. Have you considered calling the station? Yeah, like don't you have fucking walkie talk like go back into ta- I- is there not, like, protocol for what to do when your cop car runs out of gas? And, like, the thing is, this scene is only going to get weirder and oh sillier and make less sense. Yeah. I, I, don't, I it's just, don't even it's, know how to speak about this. It's the weirdest thing. It's not providing the levity that the filmmakers thought it was, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not doing what you thought it was doing. It's just aggravating and unnecessary. Yeah, and, like, not to, like, cry racism every time there is randomly a black person in a movie that is predominantly cast with white people, but it just sort of felt like this, like, black lady driving her chickens around, and, like, she, like, tricks them by, like, making them fall off the roof and everything, and I was just like, what are we doing here? I did kind of enjoy watching them slide off the roof and hit the ground. me too. That shit made me chuckle. (laughs) She did that, and I was like, hell yeah, man. I enjoyed that, but beyond that... I did, but it just felt like... And we spent so much time on this chicken business. Yeah. Which again, I was already pissed off. There was only half an hour left of the movie for like the actual movie to happen. Yeah, and then this woman drives up with a truck full of fucking chickens. We spent like 10 minutes on chickens. It's just weird. No, you're fine. And like, again, I don't know if I'm just being like this like overly sensitive white person, but it just feels, it feels a little racist. It's like... She just like drives up and she's like, what can I do f- officers? And they're like, oh, you have to drive us to a house because we fucked up. And she's like, I have too many chickens in my car. Like she had so this she is had a lot of chickens. <laughs> so she's like, you have to get on the roof. And they're like, OK. And then she's like, LOL, pranked. And then it was she, pretty like, funny. It was pretty it was funny. actually really funny. I was <laughs> they hit really, the ground really hard. I was living for this. Uh, yeah, they fly off and like hit the ground. <laughs> Like, Which, oh. like, what did they think would happen? They're sitting on the roof of a car, not holding on to anything. The car starts yeah. and they fall off. It's great. Anyway. Um, but she's like, oh, well, like, you're too heavy. And they make a joke about the other cop being fat and, like... Him being fat and being like, I weigh 180 pounds. And I was like, can we... <laughs> can we please move on? it in. <laughs> yeah. For the love of God, dude. And it just keeps going it keeps yeah. going Enough there's with the so much business about the chickens it's like how many chickens do we need to remove from the truck to put on a 180 pound it's like man it's there? like it's like a word problem in a it math is literally class. exactly yes it's like this dude bought 18 watermelons it's like why did johnny need so many soaps mind your business david you know that one yeah i don't think i've ever been this mad talking about a movie i'm like beside myself no it's it's infuriating Ah. to watch (laughs) okay okay jesus i am insane with anger (laughs) i'm insane with anger i get it i missed that movie i missed that movie (laughs) that was a great episode that movie was good that was motherfucker okay 
So the chickens thing happens. I'm like lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> no, me too. So the uh, the gang, um, the I don't want to say the gang, you know. Yeah, the crew. Like, I just mean it like the Scooby Gang, but like the band of criminals. Okay. Krug and Weasel and Sadie and Junior all like bathe in a river, which we don't need to see. They like wash up and get changed into their fancy dress up clothes. Yeah. And I guess it's like the like, she, you know, Sadie's like, did I get it all? And it's like, oh, the blood and out damn spot and whatever. But it's like, yeah, we know. We remember. We know they committed a murder. We were there. I know there was a really long chicken scene in between, <laughs> but we remember. <laughs> I know. Fucking I- chickens. I know you may have been very distracted by the chickens. (laughs) But allow me to return your attention to the horrific rape and murder that happened. Yeah, literally. Oh, my God, dude. They go to Mary's house because it's just a house and they don't fucking notice the mailbox, I guess. It's just the nearest by house. Yeah. So they like go in and they're like, oh, we're a bunch of traveling toilet insurance salesmen. It's the stupidest thing in the world. And like, sorry, these parents would not not notice something was off. Like they call Junior the wrong name. They say his name is David and then they call him Frankie and shit. Like they act so suspicious and the parents are like, oh, God, please stay in our house. Here's dinner. We love you. And I'm like, why? Like, so unnecessarily inviting them to spend the night. They're like, yeah. okay, we'll go get a hotel. Like, they are offering to leave. And the yeah. mother's like, no, we have plenty of rooms. Stay with us. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. You can sleep in my missing daughter's bedroom, I guess. Oh, my God. What oh, God. <laughs> like, what if she comes home and there's four strangers and they're like, sorry, it was the Christian thing to do. They get left alone for like a minute and they're perusing some pictures on the shelves and they see a picture of Mary and they figure out whose house they're at. And they're delighted, which is disgusting. And then we we watch the cops bumble around again. I don't even remember. Oh my god, yeah, I have. I'm like, it's 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 over. It's too late. The murder has happened. Yeah, like you're done here. But the only other thing that happens that I like is that they flag down a bunch of hippies. This might have happened already. Uh, and the oh, hippies yeah. like slow down their car like they're gonna let them in and they all pop out of the car and they're like fuck the pigs and drive yeah. off and i liked that but yeah they like have dinner and their stories are very paper thin and weasel's kind of hitting on the mom or he at least insinuates to somebody that he wants to hit on the mom it's a really stressful synth dinner like there's just music yeah. blaring and sadie's just like chugging red wine yeah i hated that i don't know why i really hated that I hated it because it seemed like it was the same shot of her chugging wine, like played yeah. multiple times. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like, again, like not to be like this, like, but like if people you don't know came into your home and then started acting like this, you would certainly make up some excuse to make them leave. No. Yeah. I would hope fucking the, st- the dumbest dinner scene in the world. Where yeah. Like, again, they just clearly don't know what they're talking about. They're like, oh, we're in plumbing. Oh, we're in insurance. And they're like, oh, we do plumbing insurance. And they're like, you know, international sink fund. And it's like, they're saying things that like, I feel like we're meant to like, they think are smart, but are yeah. like dumb. And I don't love that. Like, again, the way that this movie sometimes others, the criminals makes me sympathize with them. And then I remember that they're rapists and I get very upset that I was like, made quote unquote to sympathize with them you know it seems to also want to say something about like a class divide yes because then they get into this big conversation about how they hate the parents because they have so much fancy silverware yeah yeah 
which reminds me of that fucking scene. What's the movie? What's the movie? Hillbilly Elegy. The fucking scene where he has the uh, panic attack about the fork. And it's I've so never seen fucking it. dumb. <laughs> He's like, there were too many forks. I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Just eat your dinner. Just eat your dinner. Shut the fuck up about the forks. Because the thing is, you can say that in a really quick, funny, simple way. Like in New Girl, where he said, this restaurant is too fancy. I don't know which fork to kill myself with. that's hilarious yeah the class divide thing was so frustrating because like i'm on the side of the disadvantaged in theory but like the disadvantaged are raping people so i'm not on the side of the disadvantaged of course yeah duh like it's but it was just like why are we doing this right now i know like like because you could make a movie about how disadvantaged people fall into crime as a way to get by because there's like no other options yeah that's just not this movie that's not this movie is at all movie you can't do that in this movie this is when my notes say, that's his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Junior is in the bathroom having yeah. like violent withdrawal symptoms. Um, and like he is throwing up. And also he's like having nightmares at some point during dinner. We hear him screaming like, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. But they're like, oh, he lost us a big account. That was the international sinks bullshit or whatever. I hate that. It made me laugh. I know. Right. I was like, don't make them make funny jokes. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> But the but his withdrawal like predictably doesn't get better. And Sadie says like, did you give him his fix? Like, and like that'll stop with the withdrawal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and like not for nothing, withdrawal can kill you. Yeah, especially from heroin. Yeah, it's just like he's like, I'll give him his fix in the morning, and I'm like, yeah, he could be dead by then, or predictably causing problems. Like mm-hmm. what's about to happen? Like, again, like, I'm glad that it, like, I don't know. It just seems like, why are you this stupid? If you're committing such a dangerous crime, you should be smarter about it. But Junior is, like, yakking up his guts in the bathroom. So Mom, who doesn't have a name or maybe has a name. Her name is Estelle. Estelle? (laughs) Pretty name, but when? Apparently the dad's name is John. I remember because at one point she says John. (laughs) Sorry, it's just because the dubbing in that scene is really bad. You know, when they find her body and it nothing makes any sense. When she's moving, by the way. Yes! I was so confused. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But okay, so Estelle wakes up and hears somebody throwing up. And like the good Christian woman she is, she goes in to like see if... Also, she's wearing a whole dress. It's not a nightgown. That's like an entire fucking dress in in my eyes anyway. But everything I wear is like pajamas. Okay. She goes in and she's like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. (laughs) Visibly not fine. Um, And he's like catching his breath on the bathroom floor. And she's like, hey, that is my daughter's fucking peace sign necklace. I think I know what happened. And she has such like a a quiet reaction to it, which I thought made a lot of sense, actually. Right. And then she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. She's like, okay, hope you're better. And then like goes into the other room where their suitcases are and like opens it up and I was so fucking scared that her body was Oh yeah. Ugh. Um but what she finds is not that much better. She finds um sorry. She finds Mary and Phyllis's bloody clothes and like you like you know what happens at this point. You figured it out. Yeah. I guess she just finds Phyllis's bloody clothes cuz I thought it was um, on her. like their bloody clothes like that they changed out of. Oh, you're right. I mean, it doesn't matter. (laughs) She finds bloody clothes. Oh, my God. And, like, as she's finding the bloody clothes in the suitcase, 
they are audibly talking about we can't let them find <laughs> out we killed their kid. Like in case we didn't think mom was smart enough to put I it know. together. They were like, hey, hey, remember? And furthermore, we can't let them find out that we dumped her body in the lake. Yeah, shut up or you'll end up in the lake like her. And it was like, okay, guys, like, see, this exposition wasn't as good as the radio exposition. Like, we could have stopped. We got it. Yeah, literally. But so I guess Estelle shares this news with her husband and they go running outside to find the body. And like, somehow she is not in the lake anymore. Like, I understand she could have in theory crawled out but she was yeah. shot like fucking 15 times but she's like on the shore now yeah like and she bone is driving she is yes. moving i was like holy shit she's alive this is amazing yeah. they're gonna yes. save her yes but then they're like there's no pulse she's dead and i'm like she was literally moving <laughs> yeah and i'm like did you check again she's literally so alive it was so like, confusing are you fucking sure because yeah. apparently there was a cut of the movie where she's like, hey, here's everything that happened. And then she dies. But that's where they drew the line at exposition. Yeah. Like, okay. It made okay. the movie more confusing. Yeah. Like, reshoot it, you idiots. Get three stand-ins. I don't give a shit. And just don't show her moving when she's supposed to be dead. Like, what? It's literally like, she's like, mom, dad. And the dad is like, she's dead, Phyllis. Or I was whatever so the fuck. confused. It's... And she's like, John. And like the dubbing is really off and they're saying so many things that they're clearly not saying. And like you can hear the mom crying, but she's not moving like she's crying, you know? I forgot. Because her daughter's not dead in that scene that they filmed. I forgot. I just looked ahead in my notes. And if you can believe it, my least favorite scene of the movie still hasn't happened yet. Oh, God. We'll get there. I just I couldn't get over what a gigantic fucking mess the dubbing was in this scene. It's out of I control. Like, this is the most important scene, and you fucked it up. Reshoot it, literally, and like it's nighttime. Things don't have to look perfect. Yeah, like I know I said get three stand-ins about eight hundred times a second ago, but like get three stand-ins, shoot an overhead, and put the dialogue in there. It was so aggravating. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So we go back inside, and like Weasel has woken up, and then he like looks up, and. And, like, we've learned a few times at this point that Mary's dad is a doctor of some mm-hmm. kind. It seems like, like, I don't know if he actually does work with addicts or he just, she just said that to try to get Junior to right. come with her to get methadone. It doesn't matter. But um, mom and dad are, are, like, looming above Weasel in full surgical gear. And mom is like, hold still. Like, ee I wanted this to be real so bad. Yes. And it's a, it's a nightmare. But it was so fucking baller. It was. And like, I know I've said a hundred times, like, I find it unproductive to be like, violence begets more violence or whatever, like fighting yeah. fire with fire. But it would have been really cool to see this mom and dad, like, chisel this man's teeth out of his head. Yeah, that's right. Because that's what they go to do. Fuck, that was gross. I would have enjoyed that. But then we cut to dad in the basement, like, looking for tools of destruction. And he doesn't look even a little bit upset. <laughs> you know, he's literally just like, like, casually walking around the basement looking for tools. Like, I don't mean to be the grief police, but this just does not make sense. Like, because he doesn't read as in shock. He just reads as a guy looking for shit in his basement. They're hatching a plan and he is creating like home alone style traps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in his home. I was like, oh, I guess I know how to set a tripwire with a spoon now. It was very detailed. It was so, in- I, was, I was so impressed. I was like, I just want this. I just want home alone traps. That's exactly what I said that before. 
It's like you either have jigsaw traps, you have home alone traps. And these were home alone traps. Yes, they were goofy. Yeah. (laughs) In the improvised sense, you know. But yeah, like dad, that's the thing, like. It's just you don't see anything escalate because they're like, oh, she's dead. And then we don't really see them grieve. The mom is like kind of crying, but like not in a way again that I'm sorry. It just doesn't square with your daughter died because there's no time because they crammed this whole movie into 20 minutes at the end. And like it's like it's not that they have to react in any certain way. It's just that the way they react doesn't make sense. It's just like, all right, here we go. Yeah, and, like, the mom at least is, like, a little, like, fucked up about it. She's, like, drinking alone in the living room and, like, looks a little out of it. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, that could be a shock reaction. That makes more sense. She's in the living room with, like, wine or God knows what doesn't matter. And Weasel shows up and he's like, hey, why are you awake? And she's like, oh, my husband is mad at me. I don't even remember what she was saying because it didn't fucking matter. But, like, he's coming on to her, which he established earlier that he wants to do because he thinks she's hot. And she's like yeah (laughs) like let's go fuck and it's like oh okay yeah and she's like let's specifically go outside because he specifically says like oh i could take you with my hands tied behind my back because she says something about how her husband doesn't want to have sex with her anymore and he's like i wouldn't ever be able to resist you and she's like okay bet let's go outside and tie your hands behind your back and have sex and he's like sure are you stupid which i was like is he really this dumb and horny? Like, did he forget yeah. what's going on here? But it's also like, this is an opportune time for her husband to be setting the home alone traps while she has Weasel out of the house. And it's like, oh, he likes to do weird stuff like be tied up because he's a sex freak. Yeah. And I'm like, I all right. The dad is still rooting around in the basement and like finally finds a gun, but he seems to like it's out of the like it's like why didn't we just grab a gun in the first place and just do it and I, get it over with? I believe it's their gun. He finds the Oh murderer's gun. Oh my god. And also Weasel's like, we can have sex on the couch, and mom is like, No, no, we have to go <gasps> oh. outside because they fucking brought Mary's body inside. I forgot about that. Like, I get it. I get you would want to like bury your daughter in a way that you know, it feels respectful and everything, but it was just like, dude, what the yeah. fuck? Also, like, don't do that. It's an active crime scene. Yeah. Like, don't move the body. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the dad, but the, that's like, the dad sets up the most elaborate trap in the world. And like, yeah. again, I am, I am left to wonder, why do you have to electrocute them? Why does that <laughs> have to be part of it? I don't know, but it takes a while. Let me tell you. He's like, he builds a whole Rube Goldberg machine and we watch every second of it. It's like, why? Step-by-step instructions. Like, I'm really impressed that you know how to pour water on a carpet, but like, like you're going to burn your own house down. What is that going to solve? And I wrote, I wrote, I worry this is going to get a little slapstick. It's home alone. He's setting booby traps. (laughs) The next thing that happens, though, is kind of everything. Oh, really? Like, it's not, but, or maybe, hold on. I I have. This is interesting. Oh, is this your least favorite? Okay. This is my least favorite thing that oh. happens in this entire movie. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. I, the thing I think is great is stupid. But, um, so mom has taken Weasel outside and they're like, you know, they're like getting ready to like do the deed. But she like, I guess on purpose, like zips his dick. And the thing that made me like laugh is that she goes oh no your little thing you're like thing. i just think it's funny that she goes way out of her way to call him uh to call his dick small i think that's really funny like it's not in context and like riley you are right <laughs> and i said this earlier 
that like raping a rapist doesn't make anything okay. I just, I cannot believe this scene. I cannot believe this is a scene that happens in a movie. <laughs> because no one would do this. No one would do, this woman gives Weasel, the man who raped and murdered her daughter, she gives him a blowjob. She sucks him off to completion. She lets him finish in her mouth. Like, it is insane to me. Oh my God. And, like, as he is ejaculating, she bites his dick off. And, like, that's supposed to be, like, incredible oh, and empowering and amazing. But yeah, I was no. like, what the fuck are we... D- bite his dick off before he comes. Like, yeah, go down really. on him, Bite his dick off immediately. Why do you have to... You would never... You would not let yeah, him, like, no. get hard. Let him finish. You would put yeah, that no. dick in your mouth. You would bite it off immediately. What are we doing? And also, the Wikipedia says she swallows his dick. Shut You're the fuck kidding. up. It says that. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, my God. Bites off his penis and swallows it. Then leaves him to bleed to death. Wow. Like, no, she doesn't. I know. There's no fucking way. That's just the most misguided, like, man writing a rape revenge yeah. thing. Like, your daughter yeah. got raped and murdered. You would suck him off to completion and then bite his dick off and eat it. I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like God. <laughs> and that was the thing. Like I, like I, like I'm thinking about hard candy. Love that movie. But Elliot page plays like this, like teenage girl who like kills, I think a predator. Yes. And she like castrates him. And that's like a, sorry, spoilers. She doesn't. Really doesn't she, she makes doesn't? him think that she castrated him. That's right. That's why it works. Yeah, I remember I read the Wikipedia synopsis and was like, this is too scary, but I'm obsessed with this movie. I love that movie. And it's Patrick Wilson. <gasps> oh, I shit. I love Patrick Wilson. Yeah, I gotta Wilson. watch that. I gotta watch. Yeah, I don't know. But it's like, if you want to hurt a rapist in the dick, you just cut the dick. Like, bit like uh, her going out of her way to bite his dick off is so fucking stupid. And like, I'm not trying to be crass. She looks like a dog with a fucking pull rope. It's it just, looks so I, stupid and weird. And she's like shaking her head and growling. It felt like I hated it so much. It's so unnecessary and so unimaginably unrealistic. You know? Uh, yeah. It's just like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It looks so, so stupid. Mad. I was so mad about it. Yeah. It's <laughs> my notes. Like, say, obs- okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like obscene in like the actual meaning of the word, like right. unproductively, like uselessly gross. Like, and like the fact that like, Sorry, I keep going on and on and on about this. But, like, also the fact that, like, they, like, she, like, does initiate sex with him feels really gross about it, too. Like, I realize you got, I I just, I hate it. I hate all of it. I hate all of it. Well, it's, like, not to, like, harp on the ejaculation of it all. But, like. Oh, yeah. That just makes no sense. That makes no sense. No, you're right. It makes Why would you do that? You wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. No, it's Oh, God. Anyway. And. No, yeah, it's infuriating. And like, I that's think. not good for her. That is not good for her. Yeah, that is no. not. How's she going to feel after that fucking situation? It makes no sense. And like back inside, nothing is going any better because Krug has happened upon dad and is beating the shit out of him and like mocking yeah. him about Mary. And like he finds Mary's body and is like being creepy and laughing. He's like taunting and- him. Yeah, literally. Oh my god. And then Junior shows up and he has a gun and he fires it into the window. Like he like warning shots, you know? It seems like he's shooting at Krug. You think and just missed? Oh yeah, doesn't he hit him in the shoulder? I think I don't know, so I'm not gonna say because I don't remember, but it seems like he's shooting at Krug, not he at the dad. Is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely not shooting at the dad. Wherever he fires the gun, it's to be like, hey, let that guy go, you know? Yeah. 
and he points it at Krug and Krug like successfully goads him into suicide. Yeah, I don't, not that I don't fully understand how, but it like kind of comes out of nowhere. He's like, you're going to point that gun at yourself and you're going to shoot it at your own face. And then he does. Yeah, like. Which like I do understand because like that is your dad. That's his dad, right? No, it's, yeah, it's his dad. And like there's clearly some like attachment issues going on. There's clearly like some. Absolutely, yeah abuse of power going on it's like i understand it but it just like comes out of fucking nowhere no yeah and it just feels like why did that have to happen yeah like and the, it could have ended the movie on a note that just felt less like awful yeah which i guess wasn't the point he wanted to end the movie on an awful note to be like yes. see violence but like if he had just like shot his dad and like maybe sadie who i guess shows up at some point and like turned himself in it could have been like see violence isn't the answer but instead he takes his own life and then like more violent things happen. And it's, I'm so tired <laughs> while all that business is going on. Dad has gone downstairs to procure a chainsaw and he's just why sawing through furniture, like trying to get at Krug. Sadie's got a knife. Krug tries to run out the front door, gets electrocuted on the booby trap. Sadie runs outside. The mom tackles her. They have like a chick fight in a leaf pile. Literally. That's exactly how it reads. And then Sadie runs into a pool. Yeah. <laughs> What's what? going on? She, I was like, did she not see? That, it's like, impossible. Do they have an invisible in-ground pool? <laughs> She's running directly at the pool. It's kind of amazing how the actress does that. Like, how could you make your body do that, you know? Like she doesn't brace for impact. She just falls. It's she crazy. Falls into the pool. And I guess she drowns in there. I don't know. You know, you know what happens? She Tell drops me, the switchblade and mom gets the switchblade and like slashes her once across the throat and she drowns and dies. <laughs> I but, missed like, that. <laughs> it just feels funny that like Krug has to be taken down with like an interpretive chainsaw dance. Yes. <laughs> but like fucking like animal woman Sadie is out with like one throat slash. And like it's a little just... like girly mud wrestling, you know? So inside, dad has got crew cornered with a chainsaw. And the moment he begins sawing into him, the police finally show up at this fucking house. I'm like, how did it take you all day? It took them <laughs> the entire day to get back to the house they started at. I'm like slipping into hysteria. Like I'm finally like exhausted enough that I'm giddy now. We switched places. Now you're tired and I'm laughing. Like you have got to be kidding me. And it freeze frame on the dad's bloody face as he is like sawing up Krug. Oh, he like kills him and like goes like stand and like the cops take the chainsaw away from. They're all kind of like looking at each other. Freeze frame on dad's bloody face happy goofy end credits with that fucking song that song playing over it movie's over yeah jesus my last note is just jesus (laughs) Um, i fucking hate a freeze frame ending especially this one it was like out of focus i feel like so fucking stupid final thoughts on the last house on the left i hate it (laughs) i like yes i feel like there's a good movie in there somewhere. Maybe, yeah. We did not find it. No. And I know Wes Craven can make good movies. That's I've the thing. seen Wes several Craven of them. Wes Craven can make incredible movies. And, like, granted, this was his first one. And, yeah. like, 
they can't but, all like, be winners. Duel was, Duel was Spielberg's first, and that oh, yeah. make you want to die. <laughs> I know. But like, but, God, does this movie suck? Yeah. Sorry if you no, really like the last house on the left out there. <laughs> it's like I'm just thinking about like other misguided first movies that have rape in them, like The Evil Dead, which I'm fucking obsessed yeah. with. You know, like I realize that's also not a movie about rape, but like, right? Oh my God, this was such a misstep. This movie. <laughs> That's that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm so done. Well, hold that thought for one minute because, uh, Tara, what do you think the Bravo TV network chose as the 50th scariest movie moment of all time? So I know this one is the assault because every time anyone gets assaulted, I go, is this the time that Eli Roth said assault is scary? Um, but also like it's the fucking ripping her entrails out scene. That's worse. And I can't tell you why that freaked me out worse. I don't know. Is that your guess? No, it's the rape scene. My guess is the rape scene. It's the disemboweling, Tara. Really? It's the disemboweling. Um, yeah, I, because the I thing mean, is, you know the assault is going to happen, and it is very scary, but the disemboweling is such a shock. And it's all kind of the same scene. Yeah, that's true, too. Like, it's all just kind of mixed in there, but they do specifically highlight the disemboweling of it all. Yeah. yeah. And this is, in fact, the time where... They show, it says, the last house on the left, spooky music, first face you see is Eli Roth. And like, to my knowledge, he has not, I want to be clear, he has never been accused of sexual assault specifically. Oh, okay. He has not been accused of assault, but I have heard stories of him behaving inappropriately on set, Mm -hmm. and I've heard stories of him behaving inappropriately like at conventions and at like film festivals like being inappropriate with writers being inappropriate with like people he has power over yeah that sounds exactly I've heard like stories of him like I'm thinking specifically of cabin fever like making actresses be naked when they don't want to be and like filming them longer in their nude scenes and like holding things oh I forget which actress it was like someone didn't want to be naked in one of his movies and then was like naked in a different movie and he like flipped out on her about that oh he just seems to get very weird about and specifically and exclusively female nudity and like the women that he works with Mm -hmm. and it seems to me that he is not a good person yeah that's I mean yeah (laughs) I just to be clear, he has never been accused of rape, so I'm not I'm not gonna say that that has happened because that is yeah. a strong accusation. No, no. I just like find he's engaged it... in sexually inappropriate behavior. Yes, like in and outside of the workplace, and it just rubs me the wrong way that he is given Absolutely. so much airtime talking about this movie in particular. Yeah, that's really fucked up. And that's really all I have to say about the special. That's fair. <laughs> Um, Rob Zombie's there and he's like, this movie's scary. He's like, I was just watching it the other night, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, Wes Craven's yeah, in the like, special. Oh, did he say he's sorry? talking about it? <laughs> he was like, we were trying to do something. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was the thing I was reading. It was like several like people involved with the film have since apologized for being involved with the film. Yeah. And that's like, I've read the woman playing Mary, like was very uncomfortable on yeah. set. And like the guy playing Krug was like a yeah. method actor. And yeah. so he would like harass her when they and, weren't like, filming. Knives on people, apparently. 
And like that just fucking sucks. Like a spe- like you should always yeah. feel safe on set. You should always feel safe at work. Yeah. And particularly when your job is filming a rape scene, like that should yeah. be done very carefully. And yeah. it seems like it was not done carefully and she was not okay and no. was harmed by this movie. And that sucks. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. Oh, I have one interesting fact is that Do they it. made the um the intestine or whatever the hell it is, the entrails out of um <laughs> they filled condoms with uh sand and fake blood and that's how they made them. And I think that's kind of charming. It looks very real. I mean, it I don't does. know what intestines look like, so I don't know why I, know, I have like, authority to say that, but No, all the other intestines I've seen in movies have looked like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey Riley. Hi Tara. What movie are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching a film from the year 1955, directed by, here we go, I'm going to try my best, directed by Henri-Georges Clouseau. Ah, Maybe one of that was right. And that movie is Diabolique. Are you familiar? Oh, I don't know. I think I might be. I've never seen it before. I'm excited to see it. Uh, Alternate title is Les Diaboliques. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I'll read. There's a very brief plot synopsis on IMDb that I will read now. The wife and mistress of a loathed school principal plan to murder him with what they believe is the perfect alibi. Ironically, this sounds like a good for her movie. <laughs> I was just about to fucking say. That's fun, though. We love women. Because the thing is, a movie from the 50s about women killing a man who might suck is going to just be more fun than watching two teenage girls get murdered and assaulted. I have to agree. Oh, that's going to be fun. I realized this was not necessarily the fun, the most funny, fun episode that we've ever done. I think we did um, good. Yeah, I think we said some intelligent things and like, I think we did crack some good jokes. So, so ha ha. <laughs> we talked for two and a half hours, so some did of it we? better be good. God, yeah. <laughs> Um, so jokes on you, Wes Craven. We still, um, made a whole podcast about it. And I do love Wes Craven. No, me too. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be talking bad about him. He no, just he did, did a bad, a bad job thing. With this one. Yeah. <laughs> he did a he bad thing, up. but he got better at it. He did. He got really good at it in like yeah. a couple decades, like yeah. fucking insanely good at it. Um, that's the thing. Like sometimes you have something to say and you don't know how to say it. And then like later down the line, you refine a, 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 slightly different but not completely unrelated thing and you make an incredible film yeah he got there he did if you're interested in listening to and or reading about me getting so sidetracked all the time (laughs) you can follow uh, me and Riley because inevitably whenever I tweet it's probably going to be at Riley (laughs) Um, you can follow our individual Twitters um, at Riley Cassidy one and at Tara Elwood and you can follow the podcast Instagram and Twitter at Fright Your Life and you can stay up to date with the pod. And who wouldn't want that? If I ever remember to post. <laughs> Listen. So it seems like if you did not watch um, Last House on the Left, Diabolique seems like it's going to be a much better alternative. Yeah, people uh, love it. Oh, hell yeah. It, I don't, it's just like, I'm sorry. That sounds fun. That sounds like a fun good for her movie versus like. She died. Ones that <laughs> don't work even a little bit. Yeah. Um, so. If you're feeling it, check out Diabolique. And join us next week as we try to give you the fright fright of of your your life. life. Ooh.